0: You are listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, Episode 210. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's speaker, coach, and founder of The C-Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Now, if you are brand new to this podcast, welcome, big welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in again if you are a regular listener. Today, we're getting inspired on the podcast, and it's all about achieving a big vision. Now, I was inspired to address this topic this week because Aaron and I recently achieved a huge vision of ours, to throw a festival for our wedding. Yes, that is right. We threw a festival for our wedding. And this vision, it's it's what you might call a BHAG, B H A G, a big, hairy, audacious goal, which is an idea conceptualized in the book Built to Last: Successful Habits of Visionary Companies by James Collins and Jerry Porras. Now, the reason I want to talk about achieving a BHAG, so I'm going to I'm going to use that acronym throughout this podcast. So BHAG stands for Big Hairy Audacious Goal. The reason I want to talk about a BHAG is because it's one of those things that is life-changing. In the business context, according to the authors of the book, a BHAG is a long-term goal that changes the nature of a business's existence. Now, even if you're not in business, you can still have a BHAG. For example, it could be to shift the direction of your career, Maybe you want to do a big travel trip and go somewhere you've never been before. It could be purchasing your first house or putting on a charity event for a cause you're passionate about. It could be to do with writing a book or starting your own business. Whatever it is, you know it's a big enough goal if it scares the crap out of you. And and if you don't know how, it's all going to come together. So your, your BHAG should stretch you. A BHAG is not a New Year's resolution. It's not a smart goal. It's not a I want to lose five pounds goal. Achieving a BHAG is very special. It shifts your perspective. It builds your confidence and it gets you closer to living your authentic life and living your best self. It's a vision, people. It's huge. So I want you to imagine if you got to the end of your life and thinking, you know, I didn't do any of those big things I wanted to or I never had the courage to go for the things I truly wanted. I don't want that for you. And and in this in this podcast, I want to show you what is possible. I want to show you that achieving a big, impossible, seemingly impossible goal can be done. Okay, so that's what this episode is all about. And I'm going to share with you how Aaron and I went about creating this festival, what we learn from it and what you can too, okay? Show notes for this episode will be at thecmethod.com slash 210, that's the number 210, and I'll also put in there, very special for you, uh, the after movie of our festival, WedFest, that's what we called it, as well as some of the beautiful photos taken by our professional photographer. Now, I'm not sharing this with any of my other business networks. It's not on LinkedIn. So um, go check it out, thesamemethod.com slash 210. When we got engaged, we didn't want a traditional wedding. We wanted to celebrate our wedding the way we wanted to celebrate, which meant we wanted to invite as many people as we wanted. We wanted to dance all night. We didn't want to be kicked out of the venue at 11.30 at night, which is what always happens, right? You're just getting into the wedding, everyone's excited and dancing, going woo, and then all of a sudden all the lights come on and the staff start vacuuming the floor and it's like, all right, get out everyone. And then the bride and groom leave, they say, see you. And then everyone else is standing around going, uh, what do we do guys? What, what, wait, what, what's happening? I was just having fun. Where do we go? And then everyone disperses and then that's the end of the night. <laughs> we did not want that for our wedding. So we started to throw around some ideas as to what we could do. And when we came to the idea of, oh my goodness, we could throw a festival. We love festivals. Our friends love festivals. Why don't we create our own festival? As soon as we had that idea, I felt so excited and I had not been excited about any of the other ideas we'd had. We would thought, oh, maybe we just elope. Maybe we go to Thailand and book out a small resort. Maybe we do this, maybe we do that. And none of them really resonated with me. And it wasn't until we decided, or we thought about, why don't we have a festival? I could not contain my excitement. But to, to cut cut to the chase, after a lot of work and preparation, we we had the festival and it became a reality and we had a, a main stage. We had nine DJs playing all night. We had a jumping castle. We had a silent disco. If you don't know what that is, look it up, it's super cool. We had a campfire, a costume tent where people could get dressed up. We had a glitter station where people could get glitter put on their faces. We had about 120 people attending and many of those camped out. We had a campsite there as well. And it went all night. Oh my God. We were so proud that we were able to achieve this and I was so overwhelmed, in fact, that the following morning I woke up and burst into tears and, you know, Aaron was next to me and he goes, babe, what's the matter? And I said, I'm just really happy we threw a festival. And he just had to laugh and, like, rolled over and went back to sleep. But I tell you what, I was so overwhelmed with the achievement and it's that's what a hag does, does for you. So I'm going to share with you what it took to achieve this massive goal. And I hope that you can take away some key learnings and use them to start taking these steps towards your own goal. Sound good? Okay, so let's get into it. I'm going to share with you seven, seven big ideas that helped us to get towards this hag, and how you and what might help you too. Step one is to make sure that your b is big enough. Your b must scare you. You, When you think about it, I want you to get a little nervous inside, get some butterflies and go, oh, I don't know if I can do that. It sounds really exciting, but how are we going to make this happen? So you're not going to have all the pieces in place and that's okay. If you have all the pieces in place already and you know exactly what you need to do to get there, your b-hag probably is not big enough. It's not big enough. It's not hairy enough. It's not audacious enough. It's got to scare you somewhat. And you've also got to—it's—it's it's got to have a clear why. All right. So a clear why behind that—that—that that, that b-hag. Why do you want to achieve this? Why is it so important to you? That's going to be very important for the next step. So that's number one. The second big idea is to be passionate about your idea and communicate this passion to others. So if you know your why, if you have a strong, solid why, maybe it's for a cause you're passionate about, maybe it's about being able to help people, maybe it's about bringing joy to other people. That was one of my big whys. I wanted to create this amazing event that that brought... A, a lot of joy to everyone else as well. I didn't want to make it about me or about Aaron or about our wedding. This was about everyone and creating a beautiful, memorable event for them. So that was that was my big why. Now, when you are passionate as well, going back to the passion, when you communicate this and you're, enthousi- and you're enthusiastic, it is contagious. It really is. Have you ever talked to someone before and they've been really excited about an idea And you've somehow found yourself being drawn into it and wanting to get involved even though you didn't know that much about it? I have because they're, you know, they're passionate about it. So an example of this with the wedding is we asked most of the DJs who played were friends of ours, so getting them to say yes was pretty easy. But there was this one DJ who I just loved and I loved his style of music And I thought, I wonder if he'll play. He doesn't know me, so he didn't know me at all. But I emailed him and I shared with him what my vision was. I told him we're throwing this festival wedding. This is all the components that's going to be there. We're really excited about it and we'd love for you to play. And he got back to us and he was excited too. We ended up negotiating on on a fee. It turns out that his fee was way higher than what we had budgeted for. And I was ready to let it go and say, you know what, I I respect you. I respect your fee and we just can't afford you and that's okay. And we left it at that. And then a week later, he came back to me and said, you know what, Christina, I really want to play and I'm happy to do it for the fee you proposed. I just love your idea and I want to be involved. And I was so excited. I was like, what? He said yes. So he came and played and he rocked it and we had an amazing time rocking out to his set as well, and it was the same with other people that we hired. For example, our the bartenders we hired, they were super excited with our about our vision, and they were keen to get involved as well. So you know that being passionate plays a huge part in making your BHAG possible. Okay, I'm up to number three, and this is two. Understand your strengths and weaknesses. Now, Aaron and I had these huge plans and ideas for the festival, festival, but to be honest, execution, not really our strength. We were great at getting up there and talking to people and saying, can you help with this? And this is going to be amazing. And I remember one evening we were having dinner with a friend of ours and he said, how's the wedding planning coming along? and Aaron and I looked at each other. So this is like five months before the wedding. Aaron and I looked at each other and we're like, ah, yeah, we've got these ideas. And our friend said, dude, you've you've got to start implementing. He's a project manager, by the way. (laughs) Go figure. He said, you've got to start implementing. When are you going to send your invites out? We said, oh, he said, you should have sent them out yesterday. Get, Get onto it. I said, okay, okay, I will. He said, you know what? you got to speak to Flo. Flo, our friend, he is a great graphic designer. Get on to him. He'll be more than happy. And I said, oh, but I don't know. I don't really want to put him out. Our friend said, you you got to ask. You Utilise your friend's skill sets. And then he said, have you spoken to Elfie? Did you know that she does event planning as well? She's great. You should go speak to her. Buy her lunch. Ask her some questions. I'm sure she'll have some ideas. We said, oh, okay, okay, we'll do that. So, The next day we went out and we messaged, we messaged our friends and we started asking for help. Now that's actually the next point I was going to share. But before that, I want to be, I want to make the point that you've got to understand your strengths and weaknesses. So you may know, for example, if you are really big vision and you're good at the big picture, but you're not very good with details, then you're going to need a lot of help with the detail. On the other hand, if you're really good at executing and getting things done, but you're not so great at getting up there and asking for help or building um, a community of people who will support you, right, then you're gonna need help with that as well. If you're really good at supporting people and doing all the and doing all the little things and making sure that everyone's happy and everything's everyone's running running well, then maybe you need someone to take charge and lead and, and, and direct um, uh, tasks to people. So you've got to understand your strengths and weaknesses. So Aaron and I figured this out very, very quickly and we were able to um, delegate the tasks and the, the jobs that we weren't good at to other people. So for example, um, I'm not that great a graphic designer, so we outsource the graphic design. I'm not very good at building stuff and neither is Aaron. So we knew we had to ask for help with that. So if you want to achieve a, a hag, trust me, there's a lot of moving parts. It's not simple. There's a lot of moving parts and there are going to be some things that you are good at and there are going to be some things that you are not so good at. And you're going to need help with the ones, with the things that that where you're weak. So you got to put away your pride and go, you know what? I'm just going to get help with this because I'm not great at it. Let's say you're writing a book. You might be excellent at coming up with the content and um, writing your ideas down, but maybe not so good with your grammar or your editing. So this is where you might outsource the editing. Maybe you're starting a business and you're really good at the marketing or the sales and putting yourself out there, but you're terrible with the financial side of it. So enlist help for that. But you got to start with knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. All right, I'm about to get into big idea number four of this episode for you. But before we do that, let's take a quick break. Hi, Rockstar. Are you thinking of a BHAG yet? Maybe your BHAG is to create a podcast like this one. If that is the case, I'm very excited to let you know that I'm running a four-week podcasting course in Melbourne in June. You will learn how to develop, launch and run your very own successful podcast from scratch, step by step. Now, I've personally been podcasting for five years and I'll be sharing all of my secrets, the ones that you can't Google, I know what it takes to create a successful show, and I know what it takes to create a show that fails. So I want to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes that I did. Spots are limited to 10 participants only, so make sure you reserve your spot now. For more information and to register, visit podcastservices.com.au slash T-I-X, or click the link in the description of this podcast in your app. And if you know someone who is thinking about starting a podcast for themselves or for their organization as a communication tool, then please do share the link with them. That's podcastservices.com.au slash tix, T-I-X. Okay, let's get back to the show. And we are back and we're up to number four in how to go about achieving your hag, your big, hairy, audacious goal. I touched on this one before, and it's super important, and that is to ask for help. I cannot emphasize this more. You cannot achieve your BHAG by yourself. I promise you, it is not going to happen. So you need to put away your ego and your pride and say, you know what? I can't do this by myself. I need help. And then you, what you're going to do is you're going to find people who have the skills that you don't have and you and help them ask them if they can help fill in the gaps. So you might find mentors as well who have done it all before, asking them for their advice. And you might ask around and say, who knows someone who can do X, Y, Z? So in our case, we reached out to a graphic designer, Flo, and we asked if he could design our invites. You know what he said? he said, more than happy to. He said, I'm humbled that you've asked me. Thank you so much. And he went off and he designed us these beautiful festival invitations. They look like posters. We then reached out to Elfie, who is an event planner. Well, she does it. She does it on the side. And I think she might make, hopefully she'll make it her full-time gig because she's really good at it. She jumped in straight away and started asking us questions that we didn't even think to ask. We said, "Oh, we're going to have it on this site." She said, "How many trees are there? How far away are they? Where are your marquees going to be? How big are the marquees? How long do the extension cables need to be? How many fairy lights do we need?" And Aaron and I sitting there going, "Uh, uh, uh, we we hadn't even thought about asking those questions." So someone, someone who was detailed, focus like Elfie was, dearly needed in our case. She ended up being our overall wedding coordinator and an executor and made the whole thing come together and she is brilliant at what she does and we can't thank her enough. Aaron also has a friend who was a graffiti artist. Aaron reached out to him, his name's Luke, and said, hey, can you design, can you paint some graffiti signs for us? Luke went away and painted an entire front of bar, which was the Castle Greyskull from He-Man, for any of you He-Man you know, '80s '80s cartoon fans. He designed the whole bar to look like Castle Grayskull, which looked amazing. We asked friends who DJ'd to play for us, and and a bunch of other friends. We asked some friends to make um, signage with our faces on it. It'll be be in the in the photos, um, and and of course we had have friends help out, set up and pack down as well. something that I learned was you really can't do anything major like this without collaboration. And it reminds me of a, a beautiful Steven Spielberg quote where he said, When I was a kid, there was no collaboration. It's you with a camera bossing your friends around. But as an adult, filmmaking is all about appreciating the talents of the people you surround yourself with and knowing you could never have made any of these films by yourself. And I felt that exact same way at the end of the, I mean, putting together Wed Fest and at the end thinking to myself, wow, we are surrounded by so many amazing, talented people and there's no way we could have done this without them. And that was a beautiful feeling. And it was um, wonderful to see what we could accomplish when we all did it together. So whatever BHAG you have, Find people who have those skill sets. I can't, I can't emphasize this enough and ask people for help. When you ask for it with that enthusiasm, with that passion, and you communicate it with your why and you communicate that vision, people will want to help you. All right, we're up to number five. Number five is stick to your guns. Now, you might have people telling you, you can't do that, or that's impossible, or how is that going to happen? And I got to say, that I did this to Aaron as well. For example, Aaron had this idea to create a whole tent, which was the bar, and it was going to be hip hop themed and Castle Grayskull themed. And he wanted a huge sign, and he wanted a couch in there, and he wanted the whole front of bar to look like Castle Greyskull. And I remember saying to Aaron, "Babe, isn't that a bit much? Surely, can't you just let that go? We can. We don't have to do that. It's 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 is a bit too much." And he said, no, I want this. I really, I have this vision for this bar and I really want it to look like, I want it to be He-Man themed. And he stuck to his guns. And, after, and eventually I said, okay, let's do it. Fine, let's do it. And he made it a reality and it was beautiful. And to me, this was a great example of if you really want something and there's a part of your idea that you just really want, you know it's going to work. Don't let other people tell you that it's not going to work. Stick to your guns. An idea that I stuck to my guns with was I wanted a toasty station um, in the US. I think you call it grilled cheese, like a grilled cheese sandwich. I wanted a station where people could go and make their own toasties or grilled cheese whenever they wanted because when you're, you know, dancing, it's late at night, you get hungry, you get the munchies. So I really wanted a toasty station And it was going to be a challenge because we needed a little fridge to put all the ingredients, the the cheese, the ham, the tomato. We needed to make sure that there was power to this toasty. We needed to make sure it was accessible. We needed to make sure that people had everything they needed. But I stuck to my guns and I made it happen. And I tell you what, I enjoyed a delicious cheese toasty at three o'clock in the morning (laughs) at the festival. And it was brilliant and hysterical at the same time. I was so happy. So that was number five, stick to your guns. Now, number six is going to be slightly, well, it's hundred percent contradicting number five, and that is let go. And when I say let go, I mean, let go of control, let go of your need to micromanage everything and let people do what they do best and this this is the same if you're working in a team you know in the workplace if you're managing a team trust that your people will do a great job for example i had this idea that i wanted to i wanted us to ride in to the wedding on a unicorn art car and if you don't know what an art car is it's um it's it's like a term they they use at burning man where they they also call them mutant vehicles. So it could be anything from a small buggy to a huge truck, but they decorated and transform it into something else, you know, like some creature. And I wanted our wedding vehicle to be a unicorn. And my dad had this John Deere buggy, this like bright green and yellow buggy that was used for transporting hay bales. And I said to um Oh, Bowie, you know Bowie. They they spoke on the podcast a few weeks ago. Um, my sister, Zay's partner, spoke to Bowie and I said, okay, Bowie, I know you're good at building stuff. I have this idea for a unicorn. Can you turn this golf buggy into a unicorn? And Bowie said, yeah, sure, I can do that. I sketched out a really terrible drawing of what I was thinking. Unicorn head on the front, wings on the side, covered in gold fabric. And that's all I gave to Bowie, gave it to them. Now, uh, I remembered like two days before the festival, Bowie hadn't started on this unicorn. And I remember saying to Bowie, you know, this is an important part of the festival. We we need the unicorn art car. Are you going to get started on it? Do, we- do you need some help with it? Because I'm not seeing anything happening right now. And Bowie said, okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll get onto it. The next day, Bowie comes in and says, hey, Christina, I've I finished the unicorn head would you like to come have a look is this okay and I walk in and Bowie has created the most realistic looking horse head I've ever seen it was it was they took the inside of cou- a couch and wrapped the the foam around a, a metal welded frame of a head frame and and had stitched the lining into to look like nostrils and eyes and had spray painted the nose and given it shading. And it looked so realistic. It was scary how realistic this was. And I just stood there in shock. I thought, wait, hang on a second. I was expecting a cardboard cutout and I get a 3D realistic <laughs> unicorn face. It was incredible. And the art car, the unicorn car looked unbelievably cool. And I was so excited and Bowie exceeded all my expectations. And I was so grateful to Bowie and also to to being able to just let go and let Bowie do their thing because that's what Bowie does. They build things. So trust in your people, trust in your team and let them do their thing. When you give them that creative license, they will go over beyond beyond expectations. So that was number six, let go control. And finally, we're up to number seven, the final point I'd like to share today. And that is, as you're working towards your BHAG, have fun. Yes, this is important. You know why? Because achieving a BHAG takes a long time. It's a lot of work. (laughs) And if you're passionate about it, man, you may as well enjoy the process, right? You don't want to be... Hating and stressing all the way through the process to achieve something that you love. I mean, that doesn't make sense. It makes more sense that you would love the process and then that helps you to love the end result even more. For me, planning this wedding was just as enjoyable as the actual event. I had so much fun sharing with my friends and our contacts and asking them for help bringing because we were joyful about it it meant that other people were joyful about it as well and it was an incredible learning experience and not just that it strengthened relationships that we had with our existing friends and we made new friends because of it and I remember thinking leading up to the wedding maybe a month or two out thinking to myself you know what I've had a really fun time planning this thing. Even if it didn't go ahead, I would have, I'd have—I'd be happy because we have planned it. You know, after, I mean, I was, of course, happy it went ahead, <laughs> very happy it went ahead. But I, I remember feeling very happy during the process as well. So if you're working towards your BHAG and it is becoming stressful and tiring and you're burning out, then maybe revisit your why and remind yourself why you're doing it. Or maybe you're taking on too much, and you need to enlist the help of others. Or maybe you don't have the right people working with you, and you need to find new people to collaborate with. Working towards your BHAG, it, yes, it's going to be hard work. And I tell you what, this was one of the the most the most labor intensive, mind filling, um, you know, experiences I've had. One of the biggest projects I've ever worked on. It was a lot of work. But it was also a lot of fun. So those are my seven tips or seven ideas for you to, um, to to help you towards achieving your BHAG. To quickly recap, number one, make sure your BHAG is big enough. Number two, be passionate about your idea and communicate this. Number three, understand your strengths and weaknesses. Number four, ask for the help. Number five, stick to your guns. Number six, let go, let go control. And number seven, have fun. Now you might be listening to this and going, okay, sounds good Christina, I'm totally inspired. But what if, what if I tell everyone about my BHAG? You know, what if I say, yeah, I've got this BHAG. What if I tell everyone and then it just, and I don't achieve it, what if I fail? You know, that's, that's a very – if you're thinking that, I totally understand. Um, and I just want you to know that working towards a BHAG, this is you playing big, right? It's you playing big. And, and Brene Brown, she says – you know, she she's the shame and vulnerability uh, researcher, super popular TED Talk. She says, if you want to achieve amazing things in your life and play big, you've got to get out in the arena, you got to get out of there and play, right? And when you're out in the arena, this is paraphrasing her, by the way, this is not her quote. She says, you're going to get kicked in the head. You're going to get punched down. You're going to fail. You need to accept that some things aren't going to work out and you are going to fail. People aren't going to come through or you're going to get criticized, right? You need to be willing for this to happen and to be vulnerable, okay? So this is a whole other podcast that I might do, another time around failure and learning from failure. But know that yeah, know that there there is a there is a chance of failure, of course. But if you don't get yourself out there and you're not playing, then you're not going to get there anyway. There's a quote by J.K. Rowling. She says, "It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might not as well." that you might as well not have lived at all, in which case you have failed by default, which I totally love. So please don't fail by default. Get out there, put yourself in the arena and play big and go for that hag. I can do it and I know that you can do it too. I hope that's been an enjoyable episode for you. Thank you so much for listening. If you did enjoy it, do share it with a friend And also, if you know someone who is thinking about starting a podcast, tell them to visit podcastservices.com.au for more info on our upcoming podcast course in Melbourne. Until next time, keep on being awesome, rock star. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.